hey what's up guys good morning good afternoon good evening whenever it is that you're listening to this uh i want to say congratulations to everybody that won something at the grammys yesterday and say i'm oh, i'm sorry uh i want to say sorry sorry no i want to just say hard luck to whiskey of course he's not gonna hear this but his fans everybody was expecting him to bring the grammy home and that didn't work out so um better luck next time i did some banter because i'm dirty bg through and through but i just did a little banter because i i felt like if he won it could have been a win for afrobeat and for nigeria and i just got to say this the level of toxicity that exists right now is appalling people actually needed him to lose so that we could celebrate and it's not that it, shouldn't, it doesn't have to be that bad all right we have to realize that it is whiskey representing nigeria against the world and if he lost then we lost one way or the other all right so let's get into today's podcast we're talking about tribalism nepotism what is supporting it what is the origin of the thing and you know the problems that it's bringing nowadays the, you know i think this is coming late and i'm i apologize for you know releasing this later than i should have and it's not that i have such a large following you know but for those faithful ones who expected me to drop something yesterday and i didn't i'm sorry and uh, so um so today we're talking about tribalism you know first of all i'm going to say i think this country being the amalgamation of the east west north and south whatever who they even amalgamate in 1914 however i felt like that was not supposed to happen the way that it did that's one thing my opinion that's one thing i'm going to say secondly i think independence came too early you know 1960 at a time when you know these tribes were still having conflict they were not even close to each other like the way it is now that it's almost as if we are traveling north and south, east and west easily, fluidly. The fluidity of travels and, you know, the intercommunication of all the tribes, it wasn't this way during independence. Everybody was still on their own and trying to tolerate the other tribe. And then it just left us be like that. My opinion is that independence came too early, would have all been under that colonial rule for a while and learn how to coexist because you know people come together when they seem to have a common enemy you know like you can have a, an issue with your brother for example at home and you will fight and you will quarrel but even five minutes later if you see him have an argument with somebody outside that's not your family and he's trying to hurt your brother you're going to go and back him immediately and that is how it's going that's how it is everywhere in every tribe in every ramification of life if we all stayed as, you know, Nigeria, East, the Igbos, Yoruba, I know there's minority tribes, I'm just going to focus on the ones that I know. Igbo, Yoruba, Hausa, I know. And if they were all together, but the leadership of the country was a white man or an Englishman, there would be enough synergy among these tribes at the end of the day. And then when the white man is eventually leaving, they would have built cohesion you know there will be a bond but now 1960 we fought for independence and then since then it's almost as if the country has gone downhill now i feel like tribalism is also supported in this country like legally supported 
Now, before you, you go too far, let me explain. Legally supported in the sense that what the fuck is non-indigent when you're paying school fees? I mean, if it's Nigeria and everybody is talking about one Nigeria, one Nigeria, why is that when you go to school and you want to pay your school fees? High institutions especially, you want to pay your school fees because you're not a certain tribe, you have to pay more for the same education, no extra treatment. You've left your home to come somewhere else for an education, then they have you pay more because you're not from there. How are we supposed to get rid of tribalism when people talk like that, when things like that still happen? It's wrong. It's just wrong on all levels. It shouldn't be happening. If, if the school fees is 50,000 naira, everybody should pay 50,000 naira. And that's that. Alright? And then, I'm going to say, let me try and analyze what I think is the problem with each tribe. And the problems each tribe has with each tribe. You know? From the little knowledge I have. Right, so I'll start with the house man. Now, I've, this is not generalization, and I'm not one for stereotypes. I know people gen- look at the tribe and generalize and say people are like this. And it's pretty easy to do that because sometimes you keep running into evidence of those happenings. But the truth is, people are different, all right? You cannot meet somebody the first time and then judge him based off of his tribe or where he's from because individuals are actually different. Why I believe, I also believe that the majority of a tribe can have a particular trait. True. But you should let, you should give everybody a clean slate when you're meeting them the first time and then allow them to shape your perception of them with the way they behave towards you. So, for example, the Hausa man. Now, I'll say, why does the Hausa man not like the Igbo man? Because I know that's like the most distant relationship in Nigeria. All right? There, there might be other people Hausa people don't like. But if you're looking at who, who are the most likely people to knock lock heads at any point in time is the house and the christian man the house and the Igbo man sorry or they'll say muslim and christian but it's mostly house and Igbo. now from history after independence ah, what's this guy's name again oh my god is it amadu bello i think it's amadu bello so i've seen there are two things this is not even hearsay i saw i watched one and i read one all right after independence amadu bello released a congratulatory statement for nigeria and a kind of a letter to the Muslims. This is this doesn't have anything to do with with Igbos at first, but it's kind of in that letter. You know, I can't say word for word, obviously, but what he was trying to say was that now God has delivered the country into our hands, and it is time for us as a religion, which is Islam, to release. To, or to hand over the country onto God back, which everything he was saying is like admonishing the Islam religion or the Muslims in the country and whoever to Islamize the country for Allah. You get to Islamize the country basically. That was what he was trying to say basically in that message. Now, that aside, there was an interview I watched. It's on YouTube, sir. You can, you can. I don't know what how you search for it because I just stumbled upon it and then watched it. But if you see, there's there's an interview about one white man was interviewing the same about Bellu and he was talking about his relationship with different tribes and you know how they are. I think that was shortly before independence, or shortly after. And he was trying to analyze different tribes and he said something about the Yoruba people, but he was pretty short 
in whatever you people do. And I couldn't care less what he said there because that was not really my focus at the point at the time. It's what he said about evil people. I think the key, the, the title has something to do with what Amadou says about evil people in that old interview. And then, what did he say? He was talking about different tribes and then he says the evil man. Normally, he was supposed to analyze them, you know, from a neutral point of view, like just analyze them. But he started talking about the evil man, you know, he's the kind of person that comes to a place and he wants to dominate, he wants to have uh, um, autonomy and then he wants to have monopoly also in his business and everything. He wants you to beg him. He usually said that he wants you to he wants you to be able to run to him and nobody else when you need one or two things. You know, he's the person that comes and wouldn't want to abide by your cultures because he's, he has his own and he went on and on about the egos. And then as he went on, you would see that there was this resentment in his in his demeanor, in his pattern of speech. It was just glaringly clear. And that's something I had a problem with because earlier, then we just had independence. And then to see a top person in a particular tribe speak like that, I mean he was Maybe in his mind he was still being neutral and talking, but the time he spent analyzing what the evil man does, you would see that the man clearly had a problem with it, alright? And then, it's not to be defensive because I'm evil, but I know what tends to bring about this misconception. I know because evil people, they are ambitious, right? The average evil man wants the best for himself. It's not like other tribes don't want it, but there's this there's this thing that if they don't have that, then then really what's the essence to life it because if they don't have the best of things. But other tribal people and this is not me generalizing, I'm just trying to say what a certain mentality I'm recognized around my tribe is. They just want the best of things and if they don't get it, they feel like what is the essence in living, right? And it's a little man that sang this song. It wasn't I would tell my mother if I go back and no make them. What can be very shameful? To be very shameful. I mean, the chances of that kind of lyric arising in the mind of somebody else are lower than arising in the mind of an evil person because that's the kind of mindset they just carry around, and that's why they are the ones who do rituals the most. No cap. I mean, I mean the the Yorubas are doing a lot of a lot of it now because of the Yahoo thing and stuff, but blood money you know and all of that it was something that the evil people were known for because they just want to make it you get and then it's not as if they go to a place and then they don't want to it's not if they go to a place and then, and then they want to dominate you they want to be your master or something it's just that drive to want to be the best so they, they crave autonomy they want to do a business and they want to be the best in it so they just do what they have to do and actually work hard at something it falls in place for you so when it does fall in place for them other people feel like okay yeah okay there's there's one thing there's one thing that i have i know people have a problem with for example when they buy something the kind of profit they expect to make is way more i hope someone can buy something for two thousand naira and sell it for two thousand two hundred and even buy something for two thousand naira he wants to sell it for five k you get and you can price down how someone can even end up giving you for two thousand one hundred but the woman will never go lower than three thousand you understand so People have an issue with that. And I just say, like I said, it's just that inner drive to just want the best of things. So they want it as soon as they want, as soon as they can. I'm not, this is not a defense. It's probably, it's not, it's, I don't think that's the way to go. I think actually you can even turn over quickly if you can sell lower, you know, apparently the market is there.
so that's one issue people have but i think we can learn to tolerate and understand each other you know if if we actually work at it now that's the issue how someone has with the evil man and then after now what issues does the evil man have with the Okay, how sound you, but honestly, I don't have much knowledge in this because the people are pretty neutral in what they do. I don't think the house has any problem with that because they're kind of intertwined in terms of religion. You know, a lot of Yoruba people are Muslims, a lot of house people are Muslims. So I think there's this, they have, a, they have something to bond them right there. They have something to connect with, connect with each other there. So there really, they really, they really isn't much animosity between those two. So the Igbos now and the houses, what's the problem with them? I think coming down along the line, after independence, I don't know if there was any beef between them, but after the civil war, I think it became more heated. The houses don't like the Igbos because they tried to take a country from them, you know, divide a country that they really wanted to have to, as one, you know. So that's one thing the houses don't like about the Igbos. And then the Igbos hate the houses because let's be real fam if you don't know about, about the civil war really before you come to argue that biafran war was was more like a genocide it wasn't really a war they say if you don't know about it don't argue read about it then we can talk because i'm not saying this because i'm evil but if you look at the facts you know people civilians were killed they were raiding villages and stuff they were barely fighting back even and you know soldiers the nigerian troops i wouldn't call them the house because the nigerian troops yeah, like hot on them, you know, killing people in, in villages and dropping bombs in civilian areas and stuff like that. And so I think there's this resentment because your grandfather, if you're an evil person, your grandfather still remembers the civil war. Your, wait, we are even grown. Your dad would remember the civil war if, I mean, if he's above 60 or thereabouts. So it wasn't a funny time. So when you see that the majority of the Nigerian troops were houses, and they were doing this to you, ruining your life and your childhood in different ways. You would hold some resentment towards them because of what happened back in the day. You understand? And then there's also this, mis- this misconception. I don't know if I call it a misconception or this in the house of people are prone to violence, especially when you abuse them, you know, or abuse their religion or something. Somebody you can get along with, and I've heard stories like this in real life, but only one story, all right? Somebody you get along with, and then when it's time, when you like, you know, blaspheme against their religion or something, they just switch up on you and they could kill you. And in this case, the person stabbed his his friend or neighbor. And the people, someone he just got along with, and then, and then some kind of riot broke out, and then he stabbed. He, he was the first person to actually go stab the guy, and and that kind of thing. So that uncertainty is what makes even people cannot have that relationship with the other person because they feel like they're going to switch up on you when push comes to shove, and then. What do evil people have against Yorubans? Well, it would be the neutral ground they stood during the war. Over time, you would think, okay, if the people would have just supported us, you know, and I'm, I'm, think, I'm not saying us as, as, an, as a Biafra or as an evil person, I'm just thinking in, in what would be in their minds then, that if the people would have supported them, then maybe they would have gone far along in the war, maybe they would have even succeeded. But the Yoruba people did nothing. Alright, they just stood there. I mean, who can blame them? I mean, well, it's not their war to fight, so why would they pick a side? Alright, it's easier to stay in the fence, to sit on the fence, and that's what they did. And then some people took offense because, you know, after they, they massacred a lot of Igbos in Kano, the Yorubas now took gifts and offerings and whatever 
and went and you know offered the troops and the other people and was like thank you very much for sparing our people not you know protesting or something for the other people that they actually killed so you know it just brings people who know this history who live through that breed this hatred in their children and then people who read history also with a sentimental view will just get offended and then we cannot so all these things plus now you segregating when it comes to how job selection when it comes to admissions you're making people pay more because of their tribe it's never going to end we are going to keep suffering the effects of nepotism and tribalism in nigeria as long as these things are not addressed now i don't know if they still teach history in elementary schools but one way to move forward positively and get along is if you trash the issues of the past a lot of things i said here as to why these tribes do not get along with each other is because of history or because of things that have happened in the past nothing really recent has happened that would make these two people or these three people not get along it's something about the past and then we learn history in school but what did they then teach us they just teach us the basic stuff things that you would pick up a current affairs at benny links park and read and you learn everything that teaching in history elementary schools that's not it we have to talk about the serious the, the difficult have difficult conversations the biafran way is not taught in schools and it's not because you it, it's not because it's not important it's, it's just that it's difficult conversation and like i've said in my podcast before nigerians just don't like tackling difficult issues that's why a lot of things get swept under the carpet and then it's, there's so much dirt everywhere we don't like tackling serious issues if we would, we'd be solving problems, like the parents are not talking to their children about sex. If we would talk about the history of the war from a neutral point of view, from a Nigerian point of view, all right, without making anybody look exceptionally bad, you know, you can talk about everybody's angle. Because even this Russia-Ukraine war now, if Russia sits you down to tell you that side of the story, I'm pretty sure you try to understand, you understand a little bit, right? Now, if Ukraine tells you their side of the story, you also empathize and understand a little bit. So, if you can teach history, teach the war in that manner where they understand everybody's point of view, they will, everybody's mind will be open, alright? Instead of what their angry parents are teaching them at home or telling them at home, they come to school and they learn you know, the truth in a, in, a, in a very neutral way. And then that hate won't be bred among students and whatnot, you know. It's going to help. Now, I mean, these things are easier said than done, to be honest. And how far is this podcast even going to go for anybody to make a change? But the advice I'd give is for you to make a change yourself, all right? You have to stop judging people. For example, I live in Benin State now, in Makodi, and there's, there's a certain stereotype you'd have, you'd say, um, thief people, for example, are, like, say, wicked. They're known for murdering their own, you know, killing their own. I mean, okay, now, this might be true, right? This might be true, because I've seen, but who doesn't do it, all right? Even, even in my village, somebody would kill his brother or cousin for one reason or the other. But I've heard stories in this land, and then the thief people would, for flimsy reasons, you know, he came to the village, he didn't greet us, and so we, we killed him. Stuff like that. It, facts, man, I'm telling you the truth. So, you, you, you think of it and, and wonder why do these people behave like this? But it's not the general, it's not 
everybody. In fact, it's even the ones in the village, and that generation is almost gone. Right? It's almost extinct. So you cannot say this person and say you don't want to make friends with him because he might kill you for something flimsy. Of course not. Of course not. People are different. I have two friends, loyal guys. I mean, so you can you can try to be careful all you want, but if you're going to be generalizing people according to their tribes, you'll make mistakes and you will still see somebody you think you trust that would fuck you the fuck up. I mean, it happens. So what other one? I mean, you you don't want people. There's one. This is this is actually a stereotype I believed earlier in my life that you don't want people who are stingy, uh, because I I had some experiences. I, I stayed with someone, spent some time with someone, you know, and he really showed me like that bad side. He would he would borrow money from me. He would he would you know he would, I would do stuff for him, you know. Especially with money, there's this kind of sense I used to feel like they like to have because that guy was like that, you know. And he would, and when he had his, he would just be so tight with it. He would, he would not release any money. He wouldn't give me if I asked. He wouldn't like take initiative and pay for certain things that I paid for in the past. And then when it's mine, I would just give freely, you know. So, but that's just him, right? I've also made it with my friends after him that showed me that generosity. I mean, I can I can beat my chest and say the most generous person I know in this life right now is an Indoma person. So you see that that takes it away. We need to look at people individually and not and not uh, based off of their tribes. Even women too. Some some somebody will tell you Igbo girls are loose. Another person will tell you the girls are loose. Another person will tell you the girls are loose. So so where do you marry from? I mean, who do you date? If you're going to look at it like that. So, individuality, that's what we have to look at. Personal characteristics is what you look at. The majority of people in a particular tribe can have a certain trait, but can we just ignore that, right? You can be on your guard and watch out for those kind of characteristics, but please, you cannot tell somebody no because of what you heard about their tribe. You cannot, give, cannot refuse to give somebody a chance because of what you've heard about their tribe. There's another misconception I, I was thinking I wanted to address. Yeah, there's this one about evil people that they don't like themselves. I think I've addressed this in my small circle of friends before, but I'll say it on this podcast. There's this notion that people don't like themselves. But I think there's this mentality also that we have. We, we tend to seek results. More than anything, I'm a, I'm a results type of guy. If if somebody's going to give, if Mr. A is going to give me results, I want to work with Mr. A. The house man would gain, get into power and would employ a lot of house people. We see it before. And you do my man or anybody he gets would get into power and you see the majority of his cabinet or the people around him are brothers in one way or the other, you know, the same tribe. And that's not really seen with evil people and it's not because of a certain level of hatred for each other. It's because before you look at tribe, you look at who can do the job. It's not that other people don't do it, but personally speaking, that's the way I think. I think of who can deliver first before thinking of a tribe. And by the end of the day, when you finish picking people that are going to work with you, you see that you don't, I don't look at tribe. So I don't realize that, okay, these are, the tribes are actually mixed or I actually have a certain different tribe in the majority, not mine. But it's not intentional, you get? If an able person comes to an interview and, 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 and a house someone comes to an interview and the house man does better, I'm just going to hire the evil, the house guy. I'm not going to give the evil guy a chance because he's, you know, but other tribes might do that. 
And I think it's actually a positive thing to be doing, not to turn it around and say they don't like each other because that way you want us to breed this same tribalism we are talking about. And maybe that's why we don't, you know, gain much success in a lot of things, like even the presidential aspirations of our country, because, you know, people would think they know this guy already. Are you sure he will do the job? Maybe this house man will do the job better. And then they will leave their able guy and vote their man into power. I mean, we've seen what Barrier has done, Sha. Not to. I mean, fucking my bed. This, this government is nonsense. So, I mean, we have to look at individuals. We have to look at individuals, man. Stop judging people based on their tribes. And then stop treating people differently based on their tribes. Give equal opportunities to everybody. And then let's let competent people work let competent people get the positions and everything that they're looking for all right if they if, give them a chance so that would be all i mean i've said a lot I've said a lot and again i said I, I tried i tried to do an outline yesterday the reason why this is late is because i do an outline yesterday and i still i don't know i just couldn't i couldn't record it wasn't just orderly in my mind so i had to still come and do rapid fire again today and just talk out of my head so um today yeah i said i was going to be doing health tips all right this is something i do personally all right if you're going to brush your teeth don't rinse your mouth i know to some people it's normal it's what they do already but to others it might still seem outlandish i mean i've tried it <laughs> i tried it with my girlfriend and she's like <laughs> She tried it for a while and she, she, didn't, she didn't want to have any of it for much. She didn't do it much. She didn't do it for long. However, it's something you should do, right? If you brush your teeth, you just spit out the excess toothpaste, rinse your toothbrush at the top or whatever, and then continue with your day, all right? I'm not a doctor. I can't really start explaining what it does for you, but I think it's good for you. So um, until next week, peace out. Yeah, the good, good living podcast at gmail.com. I have one story there I've not read. Alright, I'm going to do a middle episode. I'm going to release something like in two days' time or so. Just read out, you know, that story and give my advice or whatever opinions on the, on the matter and releases. So yeah, if you send your email, don't worry. I, I got you. I'm going to I'm going to report. So, but you can send your emails and your problems and whatnot to goodlivingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much and peace out.